My name is Mark Sheehan. I'm the Oxford BRC Ethics Fellow, located the, in the Ethox Centre, and also at the program on the ethics of the new biosciences. Uh, I'm going to talk about the relationship between science and ethics, more specifically than that. The relationship between the involvement of scientific methodology in the ethics review process. And part of the interest in this, and I'm sure that researchers will have a lot of interest in this because particularly researchers have to appear before ethics committees, as it were. A common question, a common issue that comes up in this case is who are the ethics committee to be able to decide what is to count as good science. And quite often ethics committees spend a lot of time worrying about what the science is and why the science is worth doing and why they're doing this particular science rather than that particular science and why they've got this many people involved in the research rather than another number of people. And so a lot, a lot of discussion, a lot of discussion in the sort of processes of research ethics review have worried about this as a problem. And the researchers rightly get upset, I think, about the idea that people who know nothing about their research are judging their research and the value of their research under the guise of ethics. My view about this, I think, is that, that they're sort of both sides are, are mistaken. So in that respect, I'm making enemies all left, right and centre. That both the ethics committees need to be better at recognising the limits of their expertise and that steps need to be taken in the process of making sure that they're aware of that and of alleviating that problem. But by the same token, I think the researchers need to be a little more understanding of the ways in which questions about science and the questions about scientific methodology are important and indeed are essential to ethical considerations of exactly the kind that the ethics committee is asked to make. And so there's a bit of a, uh, it's partly a systemic problem but, and, and partly a problem of sort of personnel as it were. But so what I want to talk about is the connections, what we might say about the relationship between the science, the relationship between what the science is and what it's for, and the ethical questions of whether or not the research ought to be conducted and those sorts of questions. And the way in which I want to do this is firstly by thinking about structuring this in terms of thinking about the nature of good research. I mean, the first thing to notice about the, the term good research is that it's ambiguous. It's ambiguous between at least two senses of good, an ethical sense of good, and what we might call a functional sense of good. So the ethical sense of good is, of course, the sense in which research ethics committees are interested in the research. They want the research to be ethically good. Whereas the question and the issue to be, that we're going to talk about is the relationship between that sense of good and the functional sense of good. So the sense of good that applies in the case of a good car, where we think of a good car as a car that does what cars are supposed to do well. And this distinction is something that Aristotle drew. <clears throat> he talked about the functional sense of good, and he talked about it in terms of the characteristic activity. So in general, a good thing is a thing that does what those things are supposed to do well. So a good car is a car that does what cars are supposed to do well. Similarly, of course, good research is research that does what research is supposed to do well. Now, noticeably, this doesn't look anything to do with ethics just yet. And that's one of the reasons why we want to distinguish the ethical sense of good from the functional sense of good, to be clear about these two things. So firstly, concentrating a bit on the ethical sense of good. 
we might distinguish between two elements of the ethical sense of good. We might distinguish between what I want to call the external, external ethical questions and internal ethical issues. So on the external account, we might think in order to be ethical, research needs to be constrained in particular sorts of ways. So we might think that somehow these kinds of conditions, ethical conditions, limit the certain sorts of things that researchers can do. And in this way we're thinking about ethics as a constraint. So you might, there's been some discussion in the philosophical literature about side constraints. Things like getting consent, avoiding harm to participants, ensuring that valid consent is obtained, protecting against breaches of confidentiality, all of these things might be seen as ways in which, and I think effectively are, ways in which the research is limited or constrained in order to make it ethical. So, for example, we might change the piece of research that we would otherwise do because we're required ethically to think about the benefits that participants individually receive. Similarly, we might not do a piece of research because we can't get consent. So these are ways in which we might change the kind of research we would do because we can't get consent, because we have to change in which, the way in which we obtain consent. So these things might affect research and constrain it in various different sorts of ways. And these we're going to call, I call, the external element of this ethical sense of good. The internal element is also important. This is the idea, it's consistent with thinking about ethics and thinking about the nature of good, is that in order for something to be ethical, in order for doing something to be ethical, the thing itself needs to be worthwhile. So in order for research to be ethical, the research needs to be a good thing to do. It needs to be worth doing. So we might think of the ethical sense of good as having these two components, an external constraints version and also an internal sort of worthwhileness about doing it. There's got to be a reason for doing it. It's got to be worthwhile on the face of it. Importantly, this internal way of thinking about research, of good research, involves a justification of the research. So we need to think hard about what it is that makes research, and in particular medical research in this case, something that's a good idea to do. So when we're thinking about the internal part of the ethical sense of good, we're thinking about the justification of the research. Why do the research in the first place? What I think this shows first up is that the justification for doing medical research is itself an ethical issue. Right? If we think of part of, as I've suggested, part of the ethical sense being this internal sense, why the research itself is worthwhile, then we get this idea that the justification of the research is now amounts to an ethical issue because it shows why it's worthwhile. So we care here about the aims and justification of medical science and science generally. We might say that most medical research at least aims at improvements in the well-being of patients in some way and that that's part of the way in which we talk about why it's worthwhile to do. So the idea again is that the research will provide the knowledge which will then perhaps eventually be used for the benefit of patients in some way. And we can think of other kinds of research as providing exactly, having exactly the same kind of justification that we think of the, what justifies doing the research is somehow the way in which it will be used and the way in which it will benefit people. This does presume a bit the idea that knowledge generated by research is instrumentally valuable rather than intrinsically valuable, but I think that's a discussion to be had another day. 
And I think most of the kinds of research that we're thinking about in this context will have some justification like this. That is, research involving humans in particular will need to be justified instrumentally, that is, by saying why this is a good thing to do. And so we'll get this particular instrumental account of its value. So that's talking about the, the ethical sense of good and the internal and the external components of it. I want to turn now to the functional sense of good. This, remember, is the idea that good research does what research is supposed to do well. Of course, you need to know what research is supposed to do, and as a sort of typical, as a sort of tentative stab, we might say that it involves some sort of cognitive output, whether that's information or understanding or knowledge or data, and that that cognitive output is achieved through some systematic methodology or strategy. That's the particular methodological technique that you use, that the researcher uses a randomised controlled trial, ethnography, an interview, cohort study, all these sorts of things are method systematic methodologies for achieving the cognitive outputs of research. If we take that definition, and it's not perfect, but it will do for the moment, then we can say that good research, in this functional sense, is research with clear aims, a clear succinct research question, and a methodology that can, can as, and is best suited to addressing the question that it asks. So that's going to be our account of, tentative account of good research. Research that's solid methodology, good question, and the methodology with a good chance of answering the question. We can also ask here when we're thinking about this functional sense of good, particularly in the case of research involving human beings, is what's in beings is what's the research for? That is, why do we think, what is the research supposed to do? Which is something over and above what we might take good research to be. And when we ask that question and we think of well, what, thinking about what good research is, presumably good research is research, functionally good research will be also something that has a function, has a place. There's a reason why we want to do it. It's usefulness. And I think what these, these connections do is actually bring us back to our original point about the internal sense of good, internal ethical sense of good. So it shows the connection between the function of research and the justification of it. So the good research will be useful because it will have a clear, succinct research question and will be a methodology that will be suited to answering the question. And what that will mean is we're best, deliver, best at delivering the knowledge that the research is supposed to deliver. So the justification for doing the research will be related to the researcher's function, namely what it's for. So the idea here is the knowledge generated by medical research, say, is for application in the medical context. So fulfilling its function here will help its being justified. So what we get is a nice little connection between the internal element of the ethical sense of good and this functional sense. So you can already begin to see, I think, um, the way in which the ethical sense and the functional sense get to be considered. If we're thinking just about the ethics, we might be thinking in terms of the, the internal worthwhileness of doing the research, and that's how we start getting into why we're doing the research in the first place. And once we start getting into the, why, the questions of why we should be doing the research in the first place, then we start to get, in this question, get into the question of what the research is for. And that's the connection, of course, between the, ethicals, the ethical sense and the functional sense. 
Of course, if we're starting from the functional side of things, we're thinking of what makes the research good research functionally, then we get to the question quite quickly of what it's for, and the question of surely we should do something, we should do the research that's for something, that's useful in that sense, and that's where you get back to the ethical issues. So we can see the beginnings of a connection between the ethical sense and the functional sense. But it's worth being a little bit more precise about that, about the relationship between the functional sense of good and the ethical sense of good. As I've divided them, does anything follow from the fact that research is functionally good, methodologically sound, has a clear, has, research has a clear aim, good research question, methodology, su suitable methodology? Does anything follow, about, follow from that about the ethics? I think quite straightforwardly the answer to that no, or nothing particularly. We can think of plenty of examples of arguably sound research, methodologically sound research that were not ethical, and the slightly controversial case that springs to mind is the Nazi hypothermia experiments. There's been some discussion about whether or not they were, were methodologically sound, but I think there's a good case to be made for saying they were, but they certainly weren't ethical. So that's, I think, effectively shows that research as being methodologically sound doesn't imply that it's ethical. But if it's ethical, does it imply that it's methodologically sound? So if we have a, a piece of research that, an idea, as it were, an ideal piece of research that's ethically sound, ethically good, what follows about its methodology from that? And this, I think, helps us to see the connections between the functional sense and the ethical sense. One of the things we might say is that if, ethical, if, if a piece of research is ethical, then we think it's worthwhile. If we think it's worthwhile, then it has a justification and it's going to be best, best place to achieve that, that, the elements of that justification. So it's, it will be well structured. It will be methodologically sound. But it won't just be methodologically sound because we also have these external components of the ethical sense. So it might be limited in certain sorts of ways. There might be other ethical constraints that need to be applied to the research in order to make it that, that do constrain the methodology. So we might overall say that ethical research, ethical research is as methodologically sound as it can be subject to other ethical constraints. So hopefully what that's done is it's sort of begun to sort of sketch some reasons for thinking that the ethical and the methodological come together in various important ways. Coming from the ethical side of things, they come together in thinking about whether or not the research is worthwhile, and it's worthwhile if it's as methodologically sound as it can be, is the idea. And coming from the side of things, thinking about the, how the, connect, the connection goes between the methodology and the ethics, we might think that what counts as something's being good research that's worthwhile doing will be research that is also justifiable, ethically justifiable. And so we get the connection between the two. In terms of practicalities for the researcher in thinking about the way in which they handle the process of going through ethics committee and thinking about these particular distinctions, I think the, the planning stage of the research, one of the things that's important, I think, is to emphasise how the justification goes. So the justification that's connected to the instrumental value, the value of why we need this knowledge, why this knowledge is important. And it's important that the researcher, in thinking about how the Ethics Committee will view this, think hard about 
what makes their research worthwhile and how the particular questions that they're asking and the methodologies that they're using to answer those questions link in to the worthwhileness of the question and are justified through the literature to making the research as justifiable and, and as worthwhile as possible. And that's just a sort of a story, a political story, if you like, about, about making things understandable and as clear as possible. In terms of the overall process, what this, these particular considerations, I think, mean about the role of science in ethics review, um, I think the three, there are three brief remarks we can make about this. The first one is that, if, as I've just suggested, researchers need to see that how scientific justification and methodological questions are following what I've suggested are connected to the ethics and are important and integral to the ethics. Second, I think that in, certainly in the UK at least, the peer review procedure needs to be tightened up and I think perhaps even the peer review process should be perhaps a bit more, if possible, tied to and targeted to the particular ethics review process. So have a part perhaps of the ethics review, of the peer review process that makes it explicit that this is part of an ethics review and maybe the reviewer can contribute in that way, in some way, in a way that will help the, the ethics committee to deliberate. And finally, I think that the ethics committees need to be encouraged to understand the limits of their expertise that, they, that these researchers do often have a, a very good grip and a privileged grip on the science that they're doing and the methodologies that they're using and that, that limits of that need to be need to be made clear. So there may be various techniques of doing that. So just in conclusion, I, I hope that I've suggested the ways in which the science can't be separated from the ethical assessment, but that this shouldn't be taken as a threat to the research. There are certain sorts of practical and indeed political problems that come around from this, but I think there's ways of negotiating the process such that we can minimise these as long as people are encouraged to see the connections that I think in fact exist.